N-Y-Y-S-T This is New York Yankee Sports Talk Swinging for the fences Knock it out the park This is New York Yankee Sports Talk Christian and Chris Of course SGR This is New York Yankee Sports Talk Call me New York Yankee Sports Talk Record rain or shine Grab your shades and umbrellas N-Y-Y-S-T You're hanging with the fellas Welcome back. This is episode 345 of the NYYST podcast. We are live on NYY Underground. We are the movement, the real talk for the real fan. I am your host, Christian, as always, joined by my co-host, Chris. You. And SGR. What up? All right. All right. We are. Uh, okay. All right. Okay. All right. Okay. 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 NYYU, it's the movement, it's the underground movement, the real okay. talk for the real fan. It's embodies everything that we've been saying for the last okay. two years. Okay. Okay. Everything that everybody fucking steals from us that we have it first. Okay. <laughs> you get it, you get it first here okay. on NYYU, your mother. Okay. No, no plagiarism here. Okay. Right. NYYU. Okay. And, uh, and we'll get into that later on when uh, a big, big part of the show this uh, okay. evening is going to be Garrett Cole, because there's no yep. uh, there's absolutely no reason to discuss this team's prospects in yep. uh, 2023 because they officially died yeah. on uh, on Sunday in Miami when the Yankees blew a seven one lead and then a seven three lead in the in the ninth inning and uh, dropped that series oh. to the Marlins. But we'll get all through that. And uh but there's still games to play. The Yankees have games left to play, and one of them will be Saturday, and that will be against the Boston Red Sox, okay? And we will be live at Lido's Tavern in North Arlington, New Jersey, for a live broadcast of the NYYST podcast, okay? We're going to be there at 1 p.m., okay? There's going to be a beer bucket <laughs> specials. There's going to be foods. There's going to be appetizer samplers. Uh, we, we're also going to have uh, giveaways during the game. So you're going to want to stay through the entirety of the game because if you leave, you're beat. You can't win. Okay. The big Those giveaways at the end, the raffle. Um, okay. 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 So we're very excited, man. I'm very pumped up and excited about this. I just wish that the Yankees weren't going to be uh, an under 500 team when we take when we hit the mics on Saturday. But it's still very exciting. I'm very pumped up. Might make it more fun to be on Saturday. Uh, okay, it's going to be fun. And just real quick, you know, it's not called Lido's Rah. Tavern. Rah. Like uh, well, it, that's what the owner told me to call it. Okay. Really? Well, well, here's the thing: we might. Ha- have people coming from out of the area so in north arlington google Lido's in north arlington you'll get there okay i'm gonna try that right now well, it should yeah. pop up yeah okay Lido's, the Lido's north arlington 11 river road north arlington please come out there's gonna be some good specials who, who you want to read the specials or you want okay, me to read I'll the read, specials i got okay. it okay okay, okay you okay. got it Okay, so there are two Lido's locations. We are going to be in North Arlington. Okay. Like Chris okay. said, 11 River Road. Just put it in your Google Maps, okay? Okay. Okay. Pete okay. will be there. Okay. Okay. Okay, so there are going to be beer bucket specials starting at $18 for domestic, $22 for imported, and then if you're a fancy boy, $26, okay? Okay. Wow. Also, ballpark uh, samplers will be served, but you have to sampler. pay for Okay. You know, hot dogs, not uh, Drinking. Okay. uh, nachos, pretzels, beer, cheese, all the good stuff you get at the ballpark in one plate. Also, there will be raffles, and people will receive tickets after purchasing uh, items off the menu. 
Uh, there will be packages put together for the seventh inning stretch and an end of the game Ooh. raffle. Things, just certain things that you can win. This is all part of. Uh, this is from Lido's. Okay, so a Coors Light backpack chair, gift certificates to the restaurant, a Snoop Dogg bobblehead, along Ooh. with other items, and also yes. I have I have personally two giveaways that I'll be doing uh, early on in the game. So does the Snoop right, Dogg man. bobblehead come with the joint? All right, it might. Okay. Well, that's actually actually it's a Corona idea. one, so you can uh, you can open up the Corona on his head. Okay. So uh, we're I'm okay. extremely I'm extremely okay. excited for okay. it. We're all going to be yeah. there. Come out excited. 1 p.m. at Lido's in North Arlington, New Jersey. 1 p.m. Let's share our misery of this team together. That's it, man. That's right, it. Yeah. Just share the fucking. Mi- let's all be together. Against Boston. If 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 we have to deal with this whole nah. season, right? Let's at least take one day where we get to do a show and also be with the other people who are just as miserable as us. And uh, if you're in the if you're in the underground, the NYY underground chat right now, hit the like button, subscribe to the channel. Let's get up to 20k. The event is still going on at Yankee Stadium. August, uh, I'm sorry, September 23rd in the Audi Club. Tickets are still available for that. Uh, let's just, it's another time. Let's share our misery together. Okay. I'm sure the Yankees will be 1500 okay. at that point. But, uh, uh, okay. okay. But we got a lot going on here. Uh, unfortunately, not a lot going on for this baseball team who just looked completely overmatched in Atlanta <laughs> this week. Uh, and you guys were asking what the Braves do that the Yankees don't do. And it's pretty simple. They trust their young players. They play their young players. They pay their young players. And when they want to be aggressive and go get a superstar like Matt Olson, they go out and do it. It's, it's wild to think that the Braves lost Ronald Acuna Jr. For the season and won a world series. The Yankees lost Aaron judge and they became the worst. I don't became the real riders. They became the worst (laughs) team in Major League Baseball, you can't convince me that the Oakland A's are worse because no, they might because be. of the context, because of right. the context, yeah, of, the of context. where they're right. supposed sure. to be. Sure. So, can I ask uh, a quick hypothetical just uh-huh. before we get into things? Yeah, I know we asked this question, uh, this type of question. It wasn't exact a couple of years ago, but I, I want to ask because I was thinking about it. You have a choice, okay? Hypothetical. You have a choice. Okay. Because okay. now this is the first time in our it, since 1995 that we've dealt with this for this long and they're under 500 and so on and so forth. So it's really the first time in our adult life, obviously. And now we know the difference between a winning season, regular season, and what could possibly be a losing regular season. Now, here's the question. You have a choice. You can get one more World Series in your lifetime guaranteed but every other season is like this season where you're just miserable or already or you have a winning season where you enjoy baseball all year long you get to watch them in the playoffs but they never win a world series uh, no i'm not i'm not signing up for that think about how miserable this year has been i haven't even gotten into like i, I like an asshole i still turn the games on but i haven't gotten into them like it's it's been terrible. Yeah. No, it's definitely more enjoyable for the you know full season when they're good. But you're telling me that I I would take what the last decade for one more in my lifetime. 
that's a loser mentality yeah, because nah, that's what everybody's like. Oh, you can't fire Brian Cashman. They win ninety games every year. So no, that's so. No, thank you. So okay. then, to my point, when okay. Michael K gets on the radio and says, "They made it to the ALCS. They don't do anything." Ugh. It doesn't matter. We take these seasons every year for the rest of our lives, except for one, if that one meant a World Series again in our lifetime. That's how important it is. That's how important it is. So there's no fucking defending this team anymore at all. No. The team's atrocious. I mean, it's, it, they they showed a little bit of fight early in the Atlanta and game one in the Atlanta series, they got the couple runners on and scored a couple runs, and then it was they they felt like Clark Schmidt took a, and had a perfect uh, oh, t- perfect timing on taking the, the, his biggest shit of the year in that game, and then that was yeah. over. And then they didn't even compete in the last two games. They what did they get one hit on to on Tuesday night? Uh, ten start uh, <laughs> Troy Morton struck out ten guys last night. I mean, one. sucks because they got good pitching in the final night too. It was you know. I mean, this is this is what frustrates me right now, right? Because obviously I have no hope left. The, the, the season officially, officially for me died on Sunday. When they lost that game on Sunday, it was, it was, I was done. Done in the context of I don't, ex, I don't expect any type of run out of this team. Like you said, am, am I still going to watch every game? Uh, of course, because I'm, it's just what I do. It's like I can't. It's not something that I can turn on and off. You know, it's like I'm just gonna still watch. I watched fucking Jake Fromm quarterback the New York Giants two years ago. You don't think I'm gonna fucking sit through the rest of this Yankees? I forgot he was there. (laughs) So this is just. It's just. It's just what who I am as a fan. I'm gonna sit there and watch it. But you got to give me something, okay? You. I didn't want to get into it last week, but we'll get. I want to get into it a little bit now because I wasn't here. Past the trade deadline, I was on vacation, and you know I recorded that video. But you know, you—it's hard to kind of get everything in a freestyle where you just want to do one take and and have it mm-hmm. done in five or ten minutes. The Yankees—it it was a colossal disaster, a colossal disaster. This trade deadline, and you know there were reports out from our own Pete Simonetti, okay, among other, you know, okay. he had it first, okay. Oh, people again, he people did. stealing shit from this, from this, uh, from the NYYU, okay, okay, plagiarism, okay. That uh, Cash wanted to sell, and uh, and uh, how blocked him on it. So uh, Cashman's, yeah, rep- you know his yeah. his his response to that was to do uh, nothing. I yes. mean, yeah, had to take. A, you had to, to pick a lane, okay? The Yankees had to pick a lane at the trade deadline. They didn't either. This team is just, it is what it is. You see, it's terrible. It's it's awful. It's pathetic, all right? So if you can't get rid of expiring contracts and pick up a couple of prospects and then create spots for young guys, then you have to go all in. You have to push the chips all in the middle of the table and do whatever you have to do. The Angels fucking did it, and it blew up in their faces. Would they go on like a seven-game losing streak after their yes, trade deadline? But like I have to respect the fact that they picked a lane and they went and they went for it. Right, just like right. the same thing with the Mets. The Mets picked a the lane. They said, "There's no sense in putting more money on top of this disaster. Let's back out of it." Right. The yeah. Yankees didn't either. How do you operate like that where you have an, you have two options? 
One, you can sell me on, honestly, you could, I didn't want to sell, but you could have sold me on either option. You can't sell me on doing absolutely nothing because, okay, you're not good enough to win this year. So what did you do to help the next year's team? Nothing. Okay. So you want, you don't want to look to the future in that sense. So what did you do to help this year's team? Nothing. That's just a bad general manager at that point. If, if Brian Cashman has this much fucking control over your organization, why doesn't he, how, how did he not get to do his way? Hmm. You know, because people always like to say, to talk shit about Hal and say he doesn't pay attention. He doesn't do this. Maybe Hal recognized the last time that the Brian Cashman sold at the trade deadline. It didn't fucking work. And he didn't want him to do it again. Did, any, did, did that thought any cross anybody's mind? Then why is he still here? Well, that's the bigger problem. That's another point that we have to figure out. Why is he still here? Why did he put it? If the reports are true, why did he put his foot down? But why did he also still employ the guy? It's mind-boggling. See, Hal is not as as dumb and and checked out as everybody thinks that he is. In my opinion, I think he realizes shit. He and he he tells so, Brian Cashman so certain things to do and nice. what not to do, but he doesn't ever rip the fucking bandaid off and get rid of him. Well, I think the biggest thing we've been talking every, and again, we're always the first to say shit, and then you know we get no credit for it. Four months later, everyone's saying it. We've said that this team has turned into fucking CNN propaganda. It's like fucking, it's like listening to politics at this point when they talk. And what's the one thing that matters more than anything else in politics, in media world? Optics. Mm -hmm. Okay. And I think that Hal is involved when the optics are concerned the most. And I don't think mm. Hal liked the optics of where they're supposed to be, where this fan base has been as far as being fed up. And he didn't like the optics of selling off a bunch of shit because of, like you're saying, Christian, didn't work last time. And he's not ready to just give up on all this after he just put how much money into Garrett Cole, Aaron Judge, uh, Carlos Rodon. I mean, how, as an owner, do you allow that to happen? Well, that's an excellent point that you just made there because you have to realize something. In 2016, when they sold, there were no more big contracts on the books. Teixeira was gone. A-Rod mm -hmm. was gone. Jeter, Moe, they all retired. So you could have done this. So now you have Judge, you have Cole, you have Rodon and Stanton on massive contracts. <laughs> you know, if you're how. Why do I pull the plug on this when I have all this money invested into this? Do you well, think do you think Hal's opening his eyes a little and regretting giving Cashman an ex another contract? And just cut the cord, man. Cut the cord at the end of the season. If it's that if if you're willing to again, we're for sake of argument and you know, we've gotten enough stuff right here where, where I do want to say that I believe it. That Hal said no, you can't sell at the deadline. Cut the cord then, man. Say, Brian, it's not working out, bro. It's just not working out. You're you're always going to be invited to Thanksgiving dinner. I have a spare mm. room on the yacht for you, but you can't run my baseball team anymore. Yeah. I, I think what that comes down to then is, is how much does Hal really want to win a championship versus how much of this is he running like a business? Because if it's just a business approach, then don't change anything. Because with change comes, you know, um, you know, you're not sure what could happen. Yankees are number two in attendance this year at uh, one game under 500. 
you take Cashman out and replace him, you could see a change in either direction, but maybe that's just yeah, but here's the thing do. at this point. How if if that's the case, and I don't disagree with you one bit, if that's the case, and how is in touch and does have his finger somewhat on the pulse right now, he knows that there's one thing that will and I'm not saying people aren't going to show up next year regardless. You're like we talked about a couple weeks ago, you're always gonna have people, you're gonna have tourists. You're going to have people that just want to get inside Yankee Stadium to see it for the first time, all of that. Mm. But if you truly want a consistent um, crowd, uh, you know, sellouts here and there and whatever, there is one thing you can do right now that would put the fans back on your side and, and at least be optimistic for the future of this team, regardless of what that future is right now. And that would be getting rid of Brian Cashman, because then all of us would be like, you know what? Good job, Hal. I'm going to give you a fucking standing O, and I'm going to be in your stadium next year. Yankees need a breath of fresh air. Okay. That's it's the only, it's the simplest way I could say they need a breath of fresh air. And, you know, we come on here and we're like, fire Brian Cashman, fire Brian Cashman. And it's not because Brian Cashman has been a terrible general manager for the last 30 years. It's because he's been a terrible general manager for the last six years. Correct. And that's all that I care about right now. He has not gotten the Yankees over the hump. He he put his fingers on this team. He he was the he was the only cook in the kitchen after 2016. He said, "Hal, give me the keys. I'm going to I'm go, I want to run this thing." And Hal said, "Okay. Do your thing." And the Yankees have gotten further and further away from this. They had they were one game away from the world that we all know, 2017, right? That should have been the launching point of a, the next dynasty. It really should have been if Brian Cashman yeah. had had his finger on the pulse of what it took to be a general manager in the in the late 2010s and 2020s, that would have been the launching point of another Yankee dynasty. Okay, Correct. it really would have been. Yeah. We said it for, yeah. we we said it the second 2016 happened, the second we woke up and saw Miller was traded and and all those guys and our hearts kind of sank, and fucking we realized they were selling for the first time in our lifetime. We said Brian Cashman's legacy really starts right now because George is gone and you know Hal's going to give him the keys and this is going to be his team to build. And he just didn't do it right. I mean, look at Tom Brady, right? Is Tom Brady going to go down as at least arguably the best quarterback of all time? Yeah. Yes. If he played for the next 10 years, would you be confident that he'd still be the greatest quarterback of all time if he didn't retire Again, well, his legacy would be damaged. For correct. Sure. Correct. Some people just either physically can't do it anymore or their time is just expired. Right. That doesn't mean that they weren't great at some point and didn't do a lot of great things and mm. still can't do some good things. So when people argue about how Cashman is a Hall of Fame general manager and how he's had all these winning seasons and all these chips, I don't care anymore. You want to argue about if he's a good GM or bad. I'm not going to actually waste my energy with you doing that. I'm simply going to make the argument that everyone's time expires at some point. Everything goes stale after a while. Brian Cashman has been in this organization since 1986. It's time to move on. It's been time to move on. And now it's all being exposed and it's really fucking bad. But real quick, we have two super yeah. chats. One mm-hmm. from Ronnie. Thanks, Ronnie. Ronnie. Uh, Ron. 
Hal is on the castration table with an opportunity to kick the surgeons in the mouth and run out of the hospital. Fire Cashman, Firebone. Right. Agree more. And our boy Ra, he said, uh, "What's up, fellas? The articles that are coming out regarding the development of their prospects uh, is absolutely disgusting. I feel so bad for Peraza and Flor- Floriel, Floriel, however the hell you say it. Wouldn't know. He hasn't been up here long enough. Uh, it's minor league genocide." Yeah, what is that? Uh, ben Ruta, is that how you say it? He's uh, um, yeah. coming out yeah, look. with some quotes. Yeah, New I York, just... he said, here's a quote here. New York is a tough market. Fans and media analytics are fine. But when you have a bad product, and it's obvious, and it gets defended by constantly telling you it's not as bad as it looks because so-and-so analytic is actually really good, this is how a fan base gets frustrated. See so. a guy like Ben Ruder. Who did you know who Ben Ruder was before he opened his mouth yesterday? No, I remember the name. I take it with a grain of salt. I'm not saying he's lying, and I'm sure. And I, there's nothing I believe more than that. There's fundamental issues. We've been saying it forever. I don't need Ben Ruder to tell me that. I can't imagine how egregious it gets. Yeah. But at the same time, it's like I'm still going to take it with a grain of salt with what he says because exactly what Christian was. Yeah, here's another quote. He said, keep in mind, I played in the Yankees organization before analytics in 16 to 18 and then after in 18 to 20. Stark difference in development. I mean, I would believe that to 100%. be the case because uh, that's of the timeline of when Brian Cashman took the, took over in the organization. Mm, right. But. Is the, the Yankees have had issues predating 2016 of developing prospects? I mean, who's really come up here? We, we, know, <laughs> we know, yeah, Judge. and list. Hopefully, Volpe. I mean, yeah, Volpe's Volpe's looked really good that this past month. He's looked so. much better like, at, at yeah, short. He's, he's looking like a major leaguer now. But yeah, uh, so that's basically you know. You hear a lot of people want to, like Chris said, oh, he's how many times have the Yankees finished under 500 since 1992? Well, zero. But when, right. why does that matter at this point? Uh, that's what I want somebody. Why does that matter right now? What is What are the Yankees supposed to do? Aren't they supposed to be uh, World Series contenders every year? They're not. Yeah. They're not, though. And they're not changing anything. That's the problem. Right, right. That's the that's the problem because when they sucked in the They're 80s and they down. sucked in the 90s, they made major changes. Like right. when our episode last week or 2 weeks ago in the 80s they had seven seven different general managers because they were just they I mean it was a little much, but they were that's, they were that's making the thing changes. that nobody wants to talk about with George is that he was a friggin' maniac though. Yeah. Like I like I'm not going to lie and say that I don't like stability in the organization, but I think we're past that now where we no. need change now the stability is not you know you're not going if you're not going from three general managers in four years you're going Look, dude two and 30 years so everything has an inverted curve an inverted you there's two sides there's two extremes here there's stability and then there's what would you call it, george recklessness sometimes right times yeah so stability and and recklessness are the two extremes the middle to, to get to the top yeah. of that curve means that you have to have a little bit of both. Mm. But th- I think the thing that brings it all together is accountability. You can only have that middle ground when you, there's accountability involved because that's when you truly know who should be here and who shouldn't. And there's just no accountability in this organization at all, which makes what they're doing now, it's not stability. 
it's just as as awful as being extremely reckless there's no there's just no input anymore there's no like this is what's happening and this is what we should do it's just like we're going to keep doing it let's keep doing it everyone who's here is going to keep doing it yeah and what is that is that the propaganda at work is that the delusion it's it's how being scared of actually having to start mm. something over with a guy that he needs to earn that needs to earn his trust why is he scared like it's what's never done it, it before he's yeah he's never yeah, done it before i mean shit down you know his yeah. father and uh, his uh, you know his father passed away and then it was kind of left to his brother who pa who mm. also unfortunately passed away and then Conspiracy it was just kind of left to him and he and the one constant in all of that was brian cashman right so it's i a look, safety dude, net it is it's a safety um, net and, i'll catch you trust all no but at this you know and i get it dude like i comfortability especially if this is not really maybe this is not something that Hal ever really wanted but mm. at the same time like if you're going to run the organization you're going to be the the you know the the I know the Yankees are in a partnership group but he's he's the guy right it, it all comes down from him yes so I mean if that if you're going to be the guy then you have to make the tough decisions I mean, you can't, and honestly, like, I know what he's, he's looking at. He's looking at the bottom line, like, oh, we make X, Y, and look at all the money we make. But that's not, that's not good enough for the fan base. Like, because you're eventually going to tune this fan base out and it's going to start, you know, it, it was, it was curious timing when they announced that Derek Jeter was going to be at old timers day this year. Right. Very curious timing. Cause we all knew, I don't know if you guys knew, I knew that they were going to honor the 98 team at old timers day this year. I didn't know Jeter was going to be there. Yeah. Very, very curious it's... timing that mm. they announced that Jeter was going to put on the pinstripes for, for the first time since he retired after the, everything kind of just fell to shit here. Yeah, man. A very, again, very Phil, propaganda like, right. Yeah, that's... When, when there's a major vote happening in Congress, what happens? There's aliens optics, you know, they set yeah. Hawaii on fire. Optical illusions. Yeah. Optical Crazy, delusion. Yeah, but Delusions. we do want to. I, I personally want yeah, no, uh, to just uh, just say that uh, it's just devastating what what happens out Crazy. What out there, and uh, it's mm -hmm. it's just fucking really unfortunate. So you know, not something to joke about. But would you put it past this government? <laughs> no, I mean they they ju it just came out. They literally I shut the water off. I don't know the explanation behind it. I'm sure there's something. But it's like not a it's not like a fucking, you know, the, there's a whole thing on it. There's a whole statement on it. So you, you know, pick up the pieces and put them put them in place. I mean, you know, it's you can, you know, coincidentally, you know, people can say what they want. You know, we were all distracted by the Titan submersible. What else happened that yeah. was going on okay. that week? Right? So, okay. Just saying. Uh, okay. 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 Oh, you got it. So you, loud. You yeah, you have to change that. You really do. Sorry. Oh, that scared the shit out of me. Okay. Oh, okay. Anyway, anyway. Uh, off the conspiracy theories here, but we are the underground, bro. This is yeah, bro. That's hey. Bro, this we're is gonna have get, to step man. that up now. So, you know, to to kind of put a bow on this, like, what what like because we heard the uh, report a week ago, right? That. Uh, <laughs> It's not really even a consideration that Hal gets fired. Do, is there a um, that sorry Cashman. that Cashman gets fired? Can yeah. think 
can things get that bad the rest of the uh, way where how's mind changes? Maybe, maybe. I uh, look if this if the report is true and like you said, you know, Pete's got sauces, sauces, and and he's got sauces. I heard and okay, there pizza, pizza, and pizza. Okay. okay, okay, sauce. And there has been s- several incidents now where. Even the most, even the craziest things like that, I didn't believe like Jordan Montgomery getting traded for Harrison Bader hours and hours before it actually happened. You know, he gets these things in and, and they're true. So I trust this guy. And if the report is true that Hal stopped Cashman from doing his job, and if my theory is true that it's the optics and he can't give up on a team that he's put so much money into at this point with guys that are supposed to be in their prime, there's a still a very, 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 very small chance that maybe he's waking up enough. And if this gets bad enough that, yeah, maybe it happens, but I'm not going to get my hopes up. Yeah. I I just can't just to use like a, uh, a wrestling term. Like it's a slow face turn for Hal Steinbrenner. Like, you know, you'd watch a character, be a bad guy yes. and he do these little things subtly over the course of a year here, here and there. And then all of a sudden, like then he has his full blown face turn where he's all, where he's a good guy now. Right. Right. We've seen this happen with how over the happen. course of the last year. Yeah. The judge contract. Okay. He put his foot down and did what he needed to do to get Aaron judge back. Can you say that's a business decision more than it is a baseball decision? Well, yeah, I get, you could say that, but he didn't let Aaron judge leave. That's number one. Right. Right. Because we all, we all sat here and discussed that, that is there a limit to where Hal goes to re-signing Aaron judge? And we all thought that there would be a line in the sand, but Aaron judge kicked that fucking line in the sand and he made Hal go past it. Can I do a very, very brief interview of you? I'm going to interrogate you a little bit because you're you're a diehard Giants fan also. And there's a lot of comparisons we can make here. So let me just ask you a couple questions. As a Giants fan, before they finally fired the GM, did you have that same feeling as you do as a Yankee fan where – He'll never do it. They'll never fuck. No matter what happens, they'll never fucking wake up and do it. Uh, it's. I have a different view of Mara than Hal, only because Mara is kind of it's more it's more in him to run the organization right. than Hal and, is. And- but but and the difference is would the Giants. Yeah, it was a doubt in my mind that they would ever break. What were you shocked when it happened? When fired, get no, I wasn't shocked that it happened. I was shocked that they didn't hire another quote giant guy. Like they went, they went in a completely different direction in bringing in Joe Shane and Brian Thabold. Then, because mm-hmm. you know, every if you if you look back, these are all they're all connected some way. You know, it's all the all the the giant. You know, the right. the giant guys, and then. My next question would be, um, was there a, a definitive point, do you think, that whatever happened, was there a definitive moment 
when Mara woke up and said, I have to do this now. And when he got fucking booed every That's time. That's what I was going to ask. <laughs> I knew got... there was something that happened. Yes, dude. He hated getting booed, yeah. dude. They they honored uh, the day. It was the, the 2011 team. One of those Super Bowl teams. They honored them. He came out, got booed. And then I think they, when they put Eli in the ring of honor. Yeah, it was a halftime him. ceremony for Eli. Yeah, Boo twice that he didn't like that. <laughs> he didn't yeah. like that. That was that was what it was. So how didn't Hal get booed last year when Judah yeah. was uh, when they and they then he, and, and he hasn't stepped on the field. I don't think since. Well, he needs to get his ass out there to get booed again, and he's not going to like it. Mm-hmm. We'll see. To, but to go back to the to that whole slow face turn thing, then he wanted he wanted somebody fired after. After Jameson Tyone came in here and shut the Yankees down, him and his ADRA, right? Yeah. And George does. That's a George move right there. Yeah. I'm not saying it's the most rational thing in the world, but sometimes you just need somebody's. I can't. Something has to change right now because I can't deal with what's happening. Right. Right. So what else, you know, are we going to continue to move in that direction? That's what I need to know now. Like, are we going to continue to move in that direction? And a big, a big step. I mean, to are we going to continue with the slow burners? Are you going to completely turn babyface here and fire that? That big move would be firing Brian Cashman at the end of the year. Yeah. Can the Yankees get to a point here though, where is just being under five hundred enough to make the change, or is it, does it have to get to the point where they're ten under and there's twelve thousand people in the ballpark that last weekend of the year? Like, is that mm. what we need to see? Well, I. Not to go too much deeper, I know we, we want to get to Cole, but I think you I think you touched on it perfectly. You know, Mara is a football guy. That's his life, right? The Giants are his life. And I'm not saying the Yankees aren't Hal's life, but but there's a difference in something being your life that you've inherited and your net you know, George, his dad was a fucking, not just a, a, the owner. He was a huge fan. And that's the difference between Mara. That's mm. the one thing I saw the difference between Mara and Hal is that John Mara wanted this. He right. wanted yeah. to be the So how much, there. so how much do booze really affect Hal Steinbrenner when people are still filling the seats yes. in the business that he owns? I think he, do you think he likes it though? No, would, no, no. I'm not saying like he be, likes it, but. But my point is, when Mara walks out onto the field and he gets booed, his his biggest thing is, this is my baby. This is what I was born to do. This is what I care about. I care about the f- putting a product on the field. Right, and you have to understand also, the Maras are the original owners of the New York Giants. Right. right? How many times were the Yankees sold before George Ball? And them? the Steelers? So this, Am I wrong with that? Is the brother uh, on the Steelers? Something like that. They're related somehow. Yeah. And, uh, you know, that could be the difference. I'm not saying it doesn't affect Hal. I'm not saying there's not moments where Hal's like, okay, guys, we got to fucking do something a little different. But at the end of the day, is that Rooney Mara? Yeah, Rooney Mara. But then it's like the Rooney family. Right. She's named after them. Yeah. They're they're related somehow. I don't know. But it's like Hal. Here's the difference. Hal Hal puts his head on the pillow at night and says, Okay, what's worse, getting booed yeah. or having to oh. find a guy that I can trust again and and run things and know as much as Cashman? 
And his answer seems to be, I'll take the booze. I like trusting my guy where Mara is. All right, this might suck, but I can't take the booze and, and people hating this team anymore. They're different. They're different. And there's also similar there's similarities and differences. And that's that's one of the big ones there. There's a lot more familial pride with the Maras owning the Giants than maybe Hal has with uh, owning the Yankees. But it has you have to hope that these little breadcrumbs that we've seen from Hal over the last year, that it that it happened. It has to happen, dude. And look, can say this all we want that Boone's just a scapegoat and nothing really changes. Boone's going at the end of the year. I have I I have to firmly believe that at this point. Yeah. He doesn't survive this season. What if he does what if I meant to ask that? What how would you feel if he does if he does survive? And it's you know what, dude? It's just like I don't wanna I don't know the right analogy for it because uh it's almost like you had a long term. I guess you would say you, you like you had a long term girlfriend, and you were thinking that you're going to get back together with her, and then you show her, and then you see her showing up at the movies with a different guy, mm. and life just goes on. But you have that you you get that gut punch in your heart at that right. moment. I don't know sure. if that's the right analogy, but that's kind of how you would feel. Just it's, like deflated, numb, just completely deflated and numb, and you know. But the difference is that you can't date that girl anymore. I'm still. I'm still going to date the Yankees for lack of a better term. I'm still going to be a fan, but you maybe that connection just wouldn't be there. You know, that there would be something missing next year. Unless the Yankees go out there and just go fucking bananas in the off season with mm-hmm. trades and, and signing guys. And they, they really change the, the face of this, the outlook of his team on the field. If they bring back the same team and Boone's managing it, I mean, what do we expect next year? Nothing, honestly. No, even worse. Right. I've got them. <clears throat> so, uh, yeah, I'm glad you brought up Harrison Bader here for because just on a quick uh, aside here, he sucks, and I don't, I can't wait till he's not a Yankee anymore. And I, and I can't believe that I'm saying that because we sat here and said you do the Montgomery trade ten out of ten times, and I still. I'm saying that you do that trade 10 out of 10 times, but he's a guy that's been exposed that can't hit right-handed pitching. He's a pretty, he's not a, he's not even really a good hitter. I mean, I think we were, a lot of people were fooled by the run he went on in the postseason and he got hot when he came off the IL, but he's pretty pathetic at the plate most of the time. So, I yeah. mean, he's a great defensive uh, outfielder. Would I mean, he's not going to take a fourth outfielder role, but obviously you keep him to be like a, def, you know, to be like a defensive replacement fourth outfielder, but as a starting center fielder for the Yankees, I, I don't know where you go. I mean, that's something we can look at in the off season, but that's, I, I'm not giving Harrison Bader a long-term contract. So now we'll need two outfielders. It's great. I'm, I'm in agreement with you. I'm just saying like, this is how fucking, this is what, this is how big of a disaster this team is. Hmm. Well, Everson Pereira wasn't in the uh, Scranton lineup tonight, and we've heard rumors that uh, he's going to be called up at some point this season, just whenever the Yankees can manipulate that service time. I, I believe that the date was somewhere around now, so it's mm-hmm. entirely possible he gets called up. Uh, and that's what I was trying to get into earlier. Like, you have to give me something now. Like, I'm going to still sit here and watch these games. You have to give me something, and it's not – IKF, all right? 
It's not uh, Billy McKinney. It's not Kyle Gashioka. Call up Austin Wells. Call up Pereira. Call up any. Call up anybody and let yeah. them play now and see see what you have. This is the this is what you need to do. You need to know who's in your system. And and they I know they always say don't get fooled by September. You know, but yeah, but you need to know if these guys can come up here and get thirty five games under their belt. And 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 if there's a possibility that these guys are what you can possibly bank on next season, I don't. You know, we're going to ruin their trade value. Their trade values are ruined because they're Yankee prospects. Okay, yeah. So you know, uh, Peraza should be up here, right? He should be. Where do you want to play him? You want to play him at third base every day? Fine, play him at third base every day. You want to play him at at, at, at I don't know. Can he play first? I fucking play him at first base. He should be up here for the rest of the season. Pereira, bring him up. All, these guys need to be up here. Tell me, yeah. give me one good reason why Randy Vasquez was sent to the minor leagues right before uh, we we came on to record today. What point is are you trying to accomplish that you're you're going to send Randy Vasquez down now unless somebody gets hurt he can't come back up for 10 days so that's two starts that you mm. could have gotten out of him crazy is that a service time thing you think as well with Vasquez no it's he has options so right well, but what's the move though that's we haven't seen the corresponding move Rodon's supposed to come off the IL on Tuesday so you unless they're going to just bring up uh Rito the burrito's up here already. All right, so then, yeah. Unless they're just going to bring up a reliever. They're going to bring up a bullpen up. arm because they know they have no length out of anyone except yeah. Cole. And he's and Vasquez is spent. Okay. The, 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 look, here's the answer, dude. There's no plan. There's no vision. That's why none of these moves ever make sense. Smarter Yankees, there can't guys. Be, there can't be a vision because they their vision got like thrown in the garbage already because their vision was let's go in and compete this season. They didn't make any moves at the deadline. Their vision was that this is the 2023 Yankees and they're good enough to win a world series, but that service time for Pereira, that would start. Uh, you can't exceed 45 days or 130 at bats. So that's how you would retain your rookie eligibility. Just can't have 130 at bats. So right around there, bring them. Who do you, who cares? Bring them up. I know. Let's go. Is that why it was Peraza up 45 days last year? Something that's like probably that. why that's probably why he sat the bench so much. They didn't want him to to get close. So you know what? You got to. Yeah, but give it's me... also 45 days, Chris. So even if he was sitting on the bench that whole time, no, I know that's why I asked first. Was he uh, up 45 mm-hmm. days? Oh, that's what we're talking about right now. You can't trot this garbage out there every no. night. And I'm not saying that you call these guys up, they're going to go on a miracle run and, and win a wild card. No, I still think this team would probably finish under 500. But find answers. Wow. See if anything. And at least enthuse us a little bit to say, oh, I can watch, you know, I'll watch Pereira and see what he is. I'll watch Austin Wells and see what he is. I like Randy Vasquez's stuff, dude. I thought... Let's build off of what he did last night. I don't think he was right. terrible yeah. last night. No, not no, at all. Not at all. Runs and through five, right? So yeah, five. I think one I, no, one tough great. inning, two runs. Against that lineup. But let's see here. Do they have a miracle run in them? If you go back to 1995, their low point was five games under 500. I'm being told that uh, Peraza does not meet rookie criteria. Okay. Wow. Oh, they were smart with it, right? Yeah, so that's smart Yankees. So they were 54 and 59. Then they've matched 60 and 61, right? 
like where they're at now. Then they went on a crazy run. I think they went 19 and four to end the season. Uh, but they only played 145 games that oh, yeah, year. Yeah, because it was uh, it, coming started, strike. Right? Yeah, it started late because of the strike. They finished the year 79 and 65 and got that first ever wild card slot. Yeah. That team had Buck Showalter managing it. Yeah, that yeah, was Aaron a good Dillon. team. Mm-hmm. We had a good team there. We had a good team. And, uh, we had, we had uh, Mariano Rivera. We had John Woodland. Imagine if he knew what Mariano yeah. Rivera was in 1995. Yeah. The Yankees yeah. could have possibly was, yeah. was he a setup guy that year? Or was he still a yeah, starter? He was, he was setting up for Whitland. He was setting up for Whitland there. Yeah. Possibly beating uh, the Mariners if he knew what Mariano Rivera was. might have been starting, Chris. He started and he's had some Let's games. Let's see, because I see he got the win on August 1st. I'm just pulling that up now. Let's see. He uh yes. Oh no, he came in the bull out of the bullpen for Pettit. Okay, so he was already re- relief pitcher by then. Yeah. By the by the they mid- had started transitioning him, but I don't. Yeah. they didn't realize who he was going to be at that point. Yeah. So, uh, you know, I, can you hello? Yeah. Hello. You hear hello. me? Yes. Yeah. Oh, I'm not getting talk back in my uh. Hello? Hello? Can you hear me? Hello? As long as you can hear me, that's fine. I hear you. Can All you right. hear us? Fine. I just don't hear myself in my headphones. Oh, uh, okay. So. I, I didn't I don't ever do that. That's pretty cool. Anyway, uh I know I ripped Jerry Recco on the way out last week, and uh, you know, a former guest of this show, Sal Licata, just said something equally as stupid today uh, on his show. Uh, when he said that Aaron Judge deserves some of the blame for what's going on with the Yankees, so I mean you know, that the uh, the state of sports talk in New York is really fucking stellar. It's these great. Days. When, stellar. when you when you want to blame Aaron Judge for what's happening here, because it's his fault that the team uh, completely disintegrated when he was out. Because hmm, again, why did Aaron Judge miss two months of the season? Hmm. Did he pull him? <laughs> Did he pull a hamstring running to first base? Did nope. he did Broke he get bicep did he but get bicep tendonitis uh and miss three months? No. No, he ran through a fucking wall. He literally ran through a fucking wall. <laughs> yeah, I mean, come on, dude. I and then you look at the stats for this team and you look at the offensive numbers, and it's judge and everyone else. And the guy missed two months. He's what? Is he does he lead the team in home runs still? Yeah, yeah. So is, yeah, is that's he's, he's to blame. He's to blame. He's like what? Still top? Is he still top five in the American League in home runs? And that I don't know, but uh, or top seven he was. But or he came shit? back. He was still in the top ten. So I don't know how that's changed. But dude, any anybody, and this is, and yeah, then he's you out get of the top five now in home runs in the American. And then League. and then people. People are like, yeah, he sucks in the postseason. And then I, you know, it's like what I said last year, uh, last week. I don't absolve him for the postseason that he had last year. It was terrible. But you look at his previous postseasons and he hasn't have an 800 plus OPS. That's not terrible, especially in the postseason. Yeah, he had that huge home run against uh, Oakland in the wild card game, too. A this, he had a, maybe he didn't have a lot of like clutch home run. When people say clutch, like, eighth inning, ninth inning game tying, go ahead home runs. But how many times in a postseason game did Aaron Judge hit an early home run? And he, he was, was the, the he was the spark. Hmm. Oh. Yeah, I don't know. 
I, I just don't get people's mentality that they want to rip on Aaron Judge. The guy, you you want to name one guy that you don't question his effort yeah, in it, on, on the field. It's, it's, it's Aaron Judge, dude. The guy literally ran through a wall to help this team win a baseball game. Yeah, because they have nothing better to say. They, you know, these guys, these guys all, you know, they want to be different. They don't want to, you know, everyone's talking about Cashman, everyone's talking about whoever else, then you're going to have your outliers who who go to the most irrational, who clearly don't follow the team and realize what Aaron Judge has. If it wasn't for Aaron Judge, the Yankees probably wouldn't have made the postseason last year. Absolutely not. So, like, it's just, honestly, and I know we have to talk about it, It's it's shit that, it needs to be said in a pocket. It's just sad that we even have to spend time and energy on idiotic narratives like that. And everybody wants to gargle Shohei Otani's balls, but if Aaron Judge doesn't oh run God. into that wall, does Aaron Aaron Judge is an MVP again this year? One hundred percent, bro. He was fucking on pace. He was on pace of last year. Oh, I can't say gargle balls on the underground. You can't say that. Okay, 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 okay. You know what, dude? This is still my fucking team, okay? And I'm still going to defend it against people that don't know what the fuck they're talking about. So funny. Is Lakata a Yankee fan? Oh, he's a Met fan. Oh, then shut up. What are you doing, man? That's exactly my point. Oh, my God. And this is why I take personal offense to him when he says this dumb shit. He told Chris and I to our fucking face that even though he's a Met fan, he wanted to be a a rational voice of of not only the Mets, but the Yankees and garner that respect that Mike and the Mad Dog had. And then ever since he fucking signed off on the show, he's done nothing but have hideous fucking horrendous takes about this baseball team. We got him on the show because you guys were beefing and he because he fucking yeah, and because he had something stupid to say about Garrett Cole, and I fucking called him out on Mm -hmm. it. And and I'll give him and I'll give him credit for agreeing to come on the show and debate us. Absolutely. So I'll give him a hundred percent credit for that. But don't come and tell us that you want to be the rational voice of not of the Yankee fan because uh, that's you know your idol Mike and the Mad Dog, and then come out here and say this dumb stuff when you come to the underground. Be ready to ball get gargle. Okay. And uh <laughs> and then now we gotta talk about this, right? We'll end the show here. And this is I I really didn't think we were gonna run almost an hour with all this other shit. And because I had all this stuff planned to talk about about yeah. Cole. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to say this as plainly as I possibly can. Okay. And if I offend you, I don't really care. You are a dumb fucking moron if you think the Yankees should trade Garrett Cole in the offseason. Dumb fucking moron. Correct. Yeah, I mean that's rhetorical. Yeah, okay, absolutely, it's rhetorical. And you want to talk about shit that gets question, but that that we that we have first, and we bring it to everybody's attention, and then everybody else jumps on it. Who's the first guy? That started pointing out how many times the Yankees lost when Garrett Cole allowed two run runs or fewer. Who's hmm. the first guy that did that? Who was that? Okay. And then it became a running okay. narrative. And then everybody was tripping over each other to, to run that stat that it was now up to seven times after the game in Miami on Sunday. I noticed that was a problem long before anybody could fucking. Yeah. Uh, Come on now. Yeah. Okay. Had it first. Had it first okay? That's pretty huge. <laughs> Think about that. If the Yan- 
and I, I should have done a little bit more homework and maybe and I'll I'll do it for uh <laughs> what happened. Nothing, uh this comment by Joan in the uh in the chat because Chris said, you know, we're talking about gargling balls and she said, uh make sure they're manscaped. <laughs> And in uh, this, admit- we got a super chat while we're on right. it. Uh, Anthony says, "You guys must have been listening to the fan today." Christian uh, no, certainly I, was. I or was. You saw a clip. I saw the. Cl- I saw the clip. Yeah. Um, what an awful garbage uh, human that guy is, Lakata. I wouldn't call him a garbage human because he's got dumb tastes on. No, him. <laughs> nah, he was actually a really cool dude, but nah, was, was, I'm, it, I'm just kidding. His tastes are just bad. But look, we're all talking about him now, right? I mean, well, that's the thing that he's doing, right? It's that he's just trying to get people to talk about him. I mean, but I, you know, get people he's to not talk about you. about about good stuff though, like that you that you that you're entertaining and have good takes, not that you're right. just ri- ridiculously stupid, right? But anyway, right. And I should have done my homework because I wanted to look at how many uh, what I would call pick-me-up games the Yankees have given Garrett Cole, meaning when Garrett Cole allows four or more runs and they've won those games versus games where they let him down, where they where he allowed two or less and they lost. I'm going to two now. Two times. Yankees have given him. One against the Rays, and then recently they did it. And he allowed four or more, and they won. I'm gonna tune out for a second. I'm gonna no, do. Just, the I guess exact just the Rays, Because right? they were down, f- or did, or no? Oh, he lost that game when he was the pitcher when they were up five nothing. Yeah, six nothing, and then he. But that then was, didn't was he the tied, pitcher the next time too? Uh, I think the Yankees have won. I, first of all, I don't. I think it's only three or four times he's allowed four or more this year, and I don't yeah. think they've won any of those games. I don't think they picked him up once this year. Now then, I guess he wasn't the pitcher in that game because remember they lost five. Uh, they lost the game. They were winning five nothing to the Rays, and they did it right back to them, like a week later. Yeah, I don't think he pitched. I don't yeah. think he pitched. I'll look game. it. I'll look it up. That was that was a very disappointing game because they were. I think they were up six. Yeah, that was the he, first heartbreak it, of the year. I'd say. And then he gave it all back, and they ended up losing yeah. that game. Yeah, that was but, bad. And then this is a take that I I don't understand. Like when fans are, they say. Garrett Cole should opt out and leave because he deserves better. So this team is a an an unmitigated dumpster fire, and your response is to not have the best pitcher in the American League anymore. No, I don't think that's where they're coming from, though. Oh, but that's I how I inter- I'm I allowed that... to interpret shit the way I want to. Right. I think it's, I think okay. it's stupid. Okay. I do. I still think it's dumb, but I think the point is, like, we love this guy at this point and we feel bad for him because he's on a team that clearly doesn't care about winning like they probably promised him. So why don't they fix the other problems then instead of instead of getting rid of Garrett Cole? Oh, right. That would be that would be ideal. I think everyone's given up on that hope at this point. That was and Cortez you, who was pitching that game I was referring to. I'm doing it right now. You guys talk. I'm going to get it for you. Oh, you want to bring up more WFA and hosts, and, and this ties all into Garrett Cole here, okay? So Evan Roberts had the genius idea that the Yankees should trade Garrett Cole in the offseason to, quote, replenish their farm system, okay? Now, for anybody that agrees with that, let me debunk that very quickly here, okay? Now, you might look and say that the the Mets had two aces, and they traded them to and replenished their farm system, right? 
What does Steve Cohen do exactly to get top tier prospects back from yeah, he, the Rangers and Astros respectively? He what did he do? Paid most of the contract. Oh, exactly. Yeah. Okay. So do you think Hal Steinbrenner is going to pay? Because essentially Garrett Cole's on a one year deal right now. He can opt out after 24. The mm. Yankees can pick up. Uh, they can counter it by adding a 10th year at the end of the deal. And then, and then he, he's here. Right. So basically, for argument's sake, it's a it's a one year deal right now, thirty six million dollars a year. So how much money do you think the Yankees would have to pick up on that to get like, get prospects top top one or two in in their farm system? Yeah, I mean, say twenty million. Yeah, twenty twenty in the twenties in the twenties in the twenties, right? Sure. Okay. See how Steinbrenner trading his his uh, his best pitcher. In that situation, and paying another team twenty-two million dollars just for prospects, you see him doing that? Absolutely not. Okay, number two, why it makes absolutely zero sense to do it? Mm. Who's going to fucking trade Garrett Cole? Like Trading who's going to trade Cole. for him, or who's going no, to trade? No, 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 not not the team that would. Because I'm sure if the if the price is right, there'd be fifteen teams lining up to trade for Garrett Cole. Mm-hmm. Who is the man that is going to send him away from the Yankees and 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 being in charge of getting the package back for Garrett Cole? Who's going to be that guy? Uh, Ryan Cashman. Trust him to get the appropriate players back for a guy like Garrett Cole. No, not really. I don't think, but I don't think their point is to trade him so for the future of this team. I think their point is just trade him so he can be out of his misery. No, no, no because I brought I brought up what Evan Roberts said today. Oh, he oh, said sorry. the Yankees should trade him to replenish their farm system. Oh, that's dumb. That's the dumbest thing I I've ever heard in my life. Nah, you just you you don't trade someone like that away. Um. Garrett Cole, you should not be thinking about trading him. You should be thinking about building around him. Mm. That That is what the Yankees should be doing right now. Figuring out how to make sure that Garrett Cole pitches in a fucking World Series wearing your uniform. That's what the Yankees should be trying to figure out right now. How, you, how we get Garrett Cole starting game one of the World Series wearing Yankee pinstripes. That should be number one on the fucking agenda for this team. How do we accomplish that in 2024 where Garrett Cole takes the mound in the Bronx in game one of the World Series? How do we do that? That should be what their goal is. And how do we make sure that Aaron Judge is getting a roll call in, in, in late October? How do we make sure that those two guys are playing in the World Series for us? Because that's what they deserve. They don't get, oh, we should trade them because they deserve. No, fuck you. What they deserve is to have the Yankees build a fucking proper team around them so they win a World Series for us. Garrett Cole goes and gets fucking traded back to Houston and they win another World Series. You're going to feel good about that? Oh, oh, you deserve better. Yeah, how does that make, how's that going to make you feel, pal? <laughs> if he gets traded, let's say he gets traded to the fucking San Francisco Giants and he wins a, a World Series with his brother in law. Oh, I'm so happy for Garrett Cole because he deserved better. No, it's going to make me feel like fucking shit because he should have won one with us. Oh, man. How far we've come from the offseason, though, with the San Francisco Giants. I mean, t- we thought we were like taking their season away from them, and it turns out they're actually. Uh, in the wild card, if the season ended I today, say, I was going to look up their record. I thought I have your, I have your answer. 
So what's my answer? Garrett Cole has four games where he's allowed four runs or more. Okay. Four games. Okay. How many of those are the Yankees won? Two. They picked him up twice this year. Okay. He didn't get the win. Oh, but the team picked him up twice. Okay. I didn't even think it was that high. Okay. It was uh, the Padres was the first game. They ended up winning 10 7. And then. I remember that game. Okay. Yeah. Then against the Rays, they lost that game. That was a bad game. 7 8. That was really the downfall of the season, I feel like. Like it never picked back up. But Judge came back and picked up a little and then whatever. Uh, then mm-hmm. it was the White Sox. They lost one to, five to one, and then it was against Baltimore. They won six five in ten innings. Yeah, I think they oh, but scored late there. That wasn't in in order, by the way. Oh, it's still a net negative of five games. Yes, correct. Is correct. They've oh. failed him five more games than they've picked him up. Oh, think about that. Sad. This team would be if they just yeah. supported Garrett Cole. It's yeah. crazy, man. Because they're six and a half games out of that wild card right now. So, so if you want to say that those the two pickup games wash out two of those, then we'd be we'd be having a different conversation right now of what yep. the Yankees can do to get. To, to climb that one game hurdle because they're going to yeah. be playing, you know, they're going to be playing all these teams that are in front of them, except for what's is Seattle in front of them now. They have yes. to be. Seattle oh, yeah. has six games in front of them in the loss. Six, yeah, six mean, and 55. They've been. That's fucking crazy. How did yeah. they let, how did they fall three games behind the fucking Red Sox? Yeah. Remember if you go yeah. back to the, to our pre, uh, you know, preseason predictions, we talked about how bad the Red Sox were going to be. And they aren't good, but they're that much better than the Yankees. You know, last year, everybody ripped me because I called them a fourth-place team. And they were like, oh, you're dumb. Well, maybe I should just go into the seasons thinking that because at least they won the division last year. And this hmm. year, I was a lot more confident that they would win the division, and they're fucking disgustingly bad. Yeah. But you can't – look, I understand it, and this is where Kay should – uh kind of mend the two things together here you can't predict injuries and when Aaron Judge is going to miss two months it's going to deeply affect this team right but this team should also not be exposed the way they were exposed while Aaron Judge was injured correct right and that's where you have to say that Brian Cashman didn't do his job and that's where you have to say that the fans are right in wanting change because we can bring up the Braves again, right? How do you lose Ronald Acuna Jr. and still win a World Series? The Yankees can't even stay above 500 when they lost Aaron Judge. And, and look, we wish Rizzo the best. It doesn't even matter if he comes back this year. You just hope that he is able to continue his career because this whole thing is is absolutely scary with the head injury and then you know how many times he got on a plane because we all know that that affects everything, right? We all, you can say what you want about Quinn Frazier, but the kid had concussion problems and it really attributed to a lot of what happened to him, right? Mm-hmm. 
I hate bashing Anthony Rizzo because I love the guy. And like, and like we say all the time, he just is a Yankee. Like you think of yep. guys that just fit this uniform perfectly. Right. But why is Anthony Rizzo here? There were three safe pick. There was, there were three available first basemen that off season when they re-signed Rizzo. It was him, Freddie Freeman and Matt Olson. And the Yankees. And, and we all knew Rizzo was the clear third guy there. Not that he was a bad choice, but he was a clear third choice. But he's here because he was the safest and cheapest option available to the Yankees. There's no risk involved. <coughs> Excuse me. There's no risk involved in re-signing Anthony Rizzo. We got a $17 million deal, which is really nothing if a guy's going to hit 30 home runs, and he was, which he was really on the pace for before he ran. Uh, he had the incident with Tatis. He was going to be a... Well, you want to say maybe he was going to be a 270-ish hitter this year? You know, mm-hmm. it looked like that was the path that he was on yeah. with his with his defense, right? There's all things that are well, you know, you put a guy in open market, you get him for $17 million a year, that's that's great. But there was no risk involved in re-signing Anthony Rizzo. You had to go out and give Freddie Freeman a $160 million contract at 30, at basically the same age of Aaron Judge, right? Yeah, that's a big risk involved. Giving a guy in his thirties uh, one hundred sixty million dollars, you had to then go out. <coughs> I don't know what Matt Olson ultimately re- uh, signed for, it's but it 15 was fifteen million a year. But he's there for till like twenty nine. It, it was a nine figure deal. You had to not only trade prospects for him, but give him money on top of it. This is what we talk about with the Yankees. They don't show. They don't show the I'm trying to think of the right word here. They don't they don't go for the kill. No. They, they, they haven't for, in a long time. They just go for that safe thing. Whatever is safest is what they do. And that's why I was so much and I know you get into debates with people, Freeman, uh Olsen, Freeman, Olsen. I mean, look at Freeman's numbers. Wouldn't you love to have him in this lineup? Left handed? Yeah, oh man, big time. I mean, you, He's got an OPS over a thousand right now, right? Batting over three hundred, and that's one of the things. Sorry, sorry. and this is the one of the things that why I wanted Freddie Freeman so bad, because it was such a Yankee thing to do is to go out there and drop big money in front of a guy coming off of winning a World Series and now saying, "Hey, we had a good player here, but you will make us better, and we're going to go out there and flex our financial might and show you where the Yankees and bring this guy in." And said so they re-signed Rizzo, and we were all like, okay, just get it over with at this point. It almost made you – the way the Yankees handled that offseason made you resent Anthony Rizzo. Two quick things. Joe just said in the chat they don't take risks. I half agree with you. They do take risks as so long as it's not going to compromise their future. They'll take risks on guys that are – low risk high reward right it's still that, a risk that's what a i was really gonna risk. that's what i was gonna get into because there's they take the safer choice even right. if there is a risk because i was gonna reference the montage trade because you could technically say that was somewhat of a risk but when you look at in hindsight of who else they could have acquired it was the safer. they pick. gamble they gamble in the wrong at yeah. the wrong table and it just all yeah, the time and it was still somewhat safe when you look back on it's it like, because luis castillo was really it's the, like cashman's walking through the casino and he and he sees a bunch yeah. of hundred dollar yeah, minimum nope. blackjack yeah. hands and then he's like oh, so where's that five dollar table where's yeah, that I fucking five dollar here all night i just want to play all night stay even. penny slots and at a penny at a time 
And yes. my other my other quick thing is sure. I'm just thinking about this. Other than pitchers, okay, and other than re-signing guys that were already here, when's the last time the Yankees really made like a? And I could I could just be forgetting about someone, like a huge offer and signed a free agent position player that was like a game changer. When's the last time that happened? Like an off season, like free agent signing. Like yeah, free agent player? signing. I mean the- the free agent signing, I can't think of off the top of my head, but the closest would be when they got Stanton. Right, but Stanton was a trade. But Ellsbury? still, there was a big financial commitment to Stanton. Un- I, I understand. Okay. It could but be I'm Jacoby talking about. I'm talking I, about it. Bri- Brian yeah. is Brian is right in the sense that that was probably the last time. So when's the last successful guy? You can't even think of it. You, I can't even think of one. The Shara. Shara was uh, you got to say to Shara had a successful career. Okay, right? but I that know, was what that was how A-Rod, long ago? Or was A Rod traded A-Rod, first? A Rod was a trade. Okay. A Rod was a trade to Shara. Yeah, text. And guess what happened that year? When we when we had a fucking first baseman hitting bombs, the biggest one of the bigger free agents, fucking eye opening signing. What happened? Mm. Yeah. Well, the moves lately have been more Ellsberries than. Yeah, Ellsbury's. That could be the new term for. Uh, these they don't even, but they don't, don't even work play out. in that. They don't even really play in that uh, end of the pool, though. So, you know, they Unless still gave. Uh, they, they gotta, they gotta get their floaties uh, pumped up. It's a deep end. And somebody That's brought right. this up the other day: is that the contract Rodon got and the contract that Freddie Freeman JD got was are, a, uh, exactly, trade. exactly the same? I think they're both six for one sixty-two. Jesus. I mean, it's like you go back and you look, what would you rather have? But you can't I, – I hate playing that game because yeah. Yeah. I wanted Freddie Freeman, right? I Obviously, that was my first choice, but I can't go back and say that they shouldn't have signed Carlos Rodon. It hasn't no, worked no. out. It hasn't worked out to this point, but Definitely I can't go not. back and It was and a say move that. you had to make. It was a movie you had to make. You know, my cousin texted me right before we came on. He said, whoever's on WFAN now, WFAN theme here today, which is dumb things that they're saying, is, say, is that they, they were ripping Cashman for giving Luis Severino that extension. You can't, you can't go back in time and change your mind on something that you thought was a good idea at that point because you were getting a guy that looked like a legitimate ace for $10 million a year. Just because it didn't work yeah. out four years later, you can't go back and rip Brian Cashman for that. You can and say he, he had a good year tr- last year too. You can say the truth. Like you can say the truth and reflect on it and say it didn't pan out for them. But at the time it, it wasn't a dumb move. It'd Which be dumb little- if it'd be, it'd be a very dumb move if they handed him a fucking contract now. Right. As much as we grew to dislike Aaron Hicks when the deal was was consummated i said this is a very it was a seal it was a good idea yeah. at the time maybe the years you know what was it seven years at the time was maybe a little lengthy but for 10 million dollars a year coming off the year he had if he was even around that that was that was a no-brainer right yeah, there it was seven years 70 million dollars and if he was bad did you ever think they'd hang on to him for as long as they did like, oh, no. So there's plenty of things that the Yankees do wrong that we can say at the time were wrong and rip them for. But I'm never going to go back in time and say that something that I agreed with at the time. Uh, now I'm going to just add it on to the list of things that I, I think Brian Cashman should be fired. for. Right. right. So, I mean, just to kind of put a bow on this, man, like I, I want 
the last pitch Garrett Cole ever throws in his career to be in a Yankee uniform. Like I, I'm a self uh, admitted Garrett Cole fan. I I'm, you know, he's okay. Everybody's got that one guy, right? You know, I'm sure if you guys came up, came up with somebody. Hey Garrett. Christian, you look good, man. You've been running. (laughs) Right. Been running away from watching you guys play. Yeah. Yeah. Saturday though, I'm pitching. I know it's uh, my luck, dude. We get to we get to be live while you're pitching. Yeah, it's nice. It'll be a fun thing to experience with the fans. You know, are you gonna are you, are you gonna what? are you gonna man up to Rafi Devers? Are you gonna pitch around him? Uh, we might have to throw a couple two o sliders in there and maybe see what happens. But yeah, he's he's a special talent. He's a special talent. He's he's so good. He's so good. So Devers hit a bomb against the Nats today, and I said, "Oh, he's getting getting in shape for the Yankee series." Yeah, that home run he hit against Chapman, that was like crazy to yeah. me when that happened. That opposite field off like 102. I was like, all right, Devers is pretty, pretty good. Oh, uh, what would be pretty good here is if we saw every this is the last push, guys, because the next time you hear us, we will be in Lido's in North Arlington doing the live broadcast on NYYU uh, of this Yankee Red Sox game. So it's Saturday at 1 p.m. at Lido's in North Arlington, New Jersey. Okay, there are two locations. You want to go to the, the North Arlington location. We will be there live. We'll broadcast during the Yankee Red Sox game. Uh, it will start at 1 o'clock. We'll be there early. Okay, he's setting up. So if you come in early and want to okay. say hello before the, Hang out. before the show starts, we'll uh, we'll send Ryan out there to do impersonations. Okay. Yeah, that's, okay. a, that's another thing, too. The specials start at 12 when they open. So, uh, And we'll be there. Well, like we said earlier in the in the show, there's going to be beer bucket special starting at eighteen dollars. Uh, they got a special ballpark sampler, appetizer sampler just, just for, for us, just for us. And then they're going to have uh, special giveaways from their vendors. And then I have two special giveaways that we're going to be doing. That you, I don't know how. I think they're doing theirs raffle style. Uh, we're going to do ours trivia style. So you're going to have to answer a trivia question in order to win the the two prizes that I have. So uh, I'm excited. It's a, it's an unbelievable opportunity to be able to do a live show at a, at a, at a sports bar like this. Uh, I'm very excited for it. And uh, we would love to see a great turnout. So uh, if you're in the, if you're in the area or even if you're not, man, we'd love to see you out there Saturday at 1 PM at Lido's in North Arlington, New Jersey. Please come on down. I'll be there. Chris, you going? To... I might. SGR is going to be there. I mean, what else do you need to know? Uh, that's it. That's all you need. That's it. Okay. 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 Oh, sorry. Scatter. And uh, the the I don't I don't know. I guess we'll call it NYYU Day at a uh, Yankee Stadium is yeah. still on at uh, April. Jesus. I'm looking oh, man, forward dude, to April. Your wish. You wish it was April. I'm looking forward to April already because there's nothing left to really look forward to this year. But mm-hmm. yes, NYYU Day is uh, September 23rd in the Audi Club at Yankee Stadium. And we would love to see you out there, even though, uh, you know, like we said, the Yankees aren't going to be playing for much, but we would love to see you out there, support the channel, and uh, come hang out with everybody yeah. in the underground. Yeah. Oh, again, last call for Lido's, bro. We want to see everybody out there Saturday, 1 p.m. in North Arlington. We want to thank everybody for their continued support of NYYU and NYYST. And we want to thank everybody for listening and watching episode 345 SGR. Go Yanks.
hesitated. Not. Did you hesitate or did did I just not hear you right away? Who is it? Uh, me? You just didn't hear him. Oh, okay, sorry uh, about that. Know, I know. Okay. Actually, I was actually given a really dramatic pause. Go Yanks. Let's say goodbye. Peace. Can't make a promise, but I do my best. 25 sitting on 25 racks. Just got started, no, we ain't done yet. Buy a new crib, that's a goddamn flex. Goddamn flex. Sign that check. Told them last year that I've been up next. Can't take calls.